some drivers on I-84, the 56-foot cross overlooking the highway in Waterbury, Connecticut is a reminder to say a quick prayer. To others, it serves as an ominous reminder of an era that some would rather forget. Today, on our inaugural episode, Religious fanaticism, vandalism, a theme park, gigantic crosses, tunnels, a snack bar, and a tragic murder. Holy Land USA, the story of a religious theme park lost to time. This, this is, is Curious Connecticut. Connecticut. Holy Land USA, come and wash your sins away. We're having fun with the number one song at Holy Land USA. Ride the Holy Roller Coaster. Follow the Lord through many Jerusalem. Battle the serpent that tempted Eve. Be born again at the Red Sea Log Jam. Stone the secular humanists. Go to hell and back, upside down. Standing at the base of the hilltop on a cold, dreary day in late November, it's difficult to picture what this place once was. By the front gate, bearing witness to acres of religious ruins, sits a plaque that reads, God is Love. The plaque is vandalized, cracked, and buried in round patches of dying plants and pricker bushes. The love in this place is all but gone. All that remains is an oppressive atmosphere of sorrow and abandon. If you've been there before, maybe you can picture Holy Land USA in its glory days. However, more than three decades after the death of its creator and the closure of the park, it's difficult to visualize people here. Plaques are covered in scripture arranged obscurely, interspersed with scrap metal and dilapidated mini structures. Rustic crevices with oxidized iron gates that keep the outside world out. This park was made to create a calming, wholesome religious experience for the whole family. Yet, on that cold day in November, we couldn't help but feel a bit unnerved. The Bible quotes are painted blood red, and the rusting structures and overgrown plants provide an eerie atmosphere. Quotes sample from the Bible around ideas of resurrection and rebirth, clearly meant to depict the beauty of religion. But there's a certain sense of irony in those quotes, in that there seems to be no resurrection in sight for Holy Land USA. It hadn't always been this way. In the 1950s, a local attorney named John Baptist Greco had finished his vision, a Bible-themed park that people could walk through with attractions that portrayed various popular stories from the New and Old Testament. It seems fitting that a man with such a religious name would want to create a park centered around themes from Christianity and the Bible. His goal was to bring the Bible to life and create an educational experience for all ages. He loved religion so much that he wanted to share his love and make it accessible to everyone. According to his logic, why go to Jerusalem when he could go to Connecticut? The park opened in 1955 where it attracted over 40,000 visitors a year. The park included attractions such as a chapel, the Stations of the Cross, and places of significance from the Bible. Some of these structures remain, such as Herod's Palace, the Temple of Solomon, and a nativity scene in the cave. At the base of the hill are entrances to tunnels that crisscross under Holy Land USA. Over the entranceway are three archways, each towards a separate section of the park. Amongst these hollowed religious attractions was an innocuous snack bar. As we each passed through an archway, we couldn't help but feel transported to another world. Not much else is known about the creation of the park, or its creator, John Baptist Greco. Sadly, when he died in 1986, his dream of creating a large-scale religious theme park died with him. At the time of his death, Holy Land was closed for renovations. However, when he died, it never opened back up.
Aside from the religious significance this park once had, Holy Land USA has been an important part of pop culture since the late 20th century. In 1987, New York-based comedy group Chucklehead recorded a satirical commercial advertising a fictional theme park of the same name. In it, they used footage recorded at the actual Holy Land. Watching the mock trailer by comedy group Chucklehead, one can see what this place once was. Their goofy attitudes, coupled with the bright sunlight and vibrant colors of the park, made it seem like a completely different place than the one we visited. This place is also popular among urban explorers and fans of abandoned sites. Several YouTube videos have been made on the site, with the most popular one gaining over 600,000 views. The park still stands abandoned today, serving as a place for rebellious teens to hang out away from the crowds of the nearby mall. On our trip there, we saw one such group of teenagers staging a photo shoot, with the city of Waterbury as their backdrop. Their colorful smoke bombs contrasted greatly with the gloomy air and eerie abandoned structures that they stood amongst. But the atmosphere that day was not the only reason we felt uneasy at Holy Land, USA. Now, this next part is very dark, so we'd like to warn our listeners who may be sensitive to this material. In this next segment, we will be talking about a violent crime that occurred at Holy Land. If you're sensitive or with someone who may be sensitive to violent subjects, please skip forward a minute. On our social media, there's a picture of me at the base of the cross facing I-84. What we didn't know, however, was that at that exact spot where I was standing was the location of a violent murder that took place in 2010. On July 15, 2010, Chloe Ottoman and her friend Francisco Cruz entered the park for a night of partying that went terribly wrong. Cruz, who was 20 at the time, made advances towards 16-year-old Chloe. He then raped then murdered Chloe after she denied his advances. All of this transpired at the base of that cross. Later, Cruz was sentenced to 55 years in prison under charges of capital murder, strangulation, and sexual assault, where he remains to this day. We'd like to make it clear that we are a history podcast at heart, and it is not in our interest nor our intent to get into the violent details of this crime. However, we felt that we could not tell Holy Land USA's story properly without including this abhorrent event. To the outside world, the park has lost all its past meaning. Broken bottles and dime bags litter the ground of the park. The edifices that once represented a connection to religion now echo a loss of spirit from being stepped on. Religious relics stained by years of graffiti and other vandalism, statues without heads, and structures burned by arsonists are also scattered about. While teenagers today use the park's seclusion for parties, considering that at its core, Holy Land USA was created to bring people together, one could argue that these rebels are still, in a way, honoring the park. In some aspects, Greco's vision was a success after all. While we walked around, we noticed another demographic that frequents the park. Some couples, most of them elderly, walked through the park with an air of reverence, paying homage to the park's past as a religious landmark. Although to most, it seems as though the religious significance has been lost. To these people, Holy Land USA is still a place of great meaning. A shrine has been erected in honor of the park's legacy, as well as to a family members who have been lost. People can be seen praying amid the ruins, not indifferent towards the decay, but in reverence of the park's legacy. Most efforts of revitalizing the park have been abandoned. However, perhaps the condition of the park serves as a more poignant purpose now in its current state rather than its heyday. 
Although Bishop's vision has been lost to time, the park lives on through the memories of thousands. Love it or hate it, Holy Land USA is an American landmark and a great example of the curiosities that can be found in Connecticut. Holy Land USA, come and wash your sins away. We're having fun with the number one son at Holy Land USA. Ride the Holy Roller Coaster. Follow the Lord through many Jerusalem. Battle the serpent that tempted Eve. Be born again at the Red Sea Log Jam. Stone the secular humanists. Go to hell and back, upside down. Let Jesus be your safety bar. This episode was made possible by our production manager, Mary Mahoney. The logo was designed by our web designer, Brooke Agro. This episode was written, produced, and hosted by Victoria Asbalik and me, Max Nordeman. Special thanks to Ryan Little for our intro song, Lucy's Sister. A big thanks to Renee Alfaro for administrative and catering help. For a full list of resources, please visit our website at curiousctpodcast.anchor.fm. You've been listening to Curious Connecticut. Thank you.